2: This is the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, episode 30.
1: Welcome to the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part, it won't break your bank. And now, the Budget-Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen.
2: Hey guys, welcome to episode 30 of the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast. If you were listening last week, you know that I said this would be a special episode and it is for multiple reasons. I have something super cool that I'm starting that you're going to hear right up front in just a minute. Um, And I also have a super awesome interview with a new traveler who is well on his way to becoming an expert in no time at the rate he's going. And I didn't Even plan this. But the other reason that this is a special episode is because it's the 30th episode. And this week also happens to be my 30th birthday on the 30th of November. (laughs) So it's like a trifecta. So I decided, why not celebrate, right? Right. So thank you for humoring me. And um, on that note, I have also something prepared for you. And I'm going to tell you about that at the end of the episode. So, first things first. I'm gonna let you listen to something for the next 90 seconds, and then I'm gonna tell you why you listen to it and how you can be involved if it sounds like something that you're interested in. So ladies and gentlemen, this is John.
0: Hello everyone, my name is John. I was recruited to work here in Sydney, Australia for a data analytics company earlier this year. While I seem to have made a great career step, working full time in an office in such a beautiful place has made me realize that I need to see even more of the world growing personally versus spending more time advancing my career in this way. I've always put my career first and followed the delayed life plan since I can remember. Get good grades, go to college, get a good job, get an advanced degree. Not really much time for fun in there. Being here, I've met so many people that have made life work through working holiday visas and doing their time on the farm or working casual jobs. It's incredibly inspiring as they have such an appreciation for life here in Australia and finding a way to stay. So my personal plan is to break free out on my own in early 2015, leaving my job to travel full time. This decision is very much inspired by people like you and those on your podcast that make it work. The just do it mentality is exactly what I needed to hear and has shown me that it is possible to travel the world right now, not later. This change in mindset also helps me put my current job into perspective and that it is okay to have a job rather than being stressed about a career. I now see this is no different than working in a cafe or restaurant to experience my stay for the summer here in Bondi Beach. So truly, the adventure has already begun for me, first in my mind with a change in perspective. So many thanks to you, Jackie, and all those on your podcast.
2: Hey, how awesome was that? (laughs) Um, So you just heard from John because he is motivated and inspired and interested in Being held accountable for his travel plans. And he believes that saying his goals out loud will help him get to where he is going. And I love this because I also believe that not only setting goals, but saying them out loud will help you accomplish them. I have always been passionate about getting you, yes, you, to travel, which is why I assume you are listening to my podcast in the first place and which is why I started this podcast in the first place. So, I am inviting you, if you would like, to contact me directly if you want to be part of my BMT Voices program, which is what you just heard. And this is going to highlight real people, real travelers with real stories, um, you know, and real inspiration, just like you and just like John to um and and you know give you an opportunity to declare your travel plans out loud on the podcast to an audience of people who are cheering for you and supporting you in your decision to travel the world. So if this sounds like you, please please contact me. Um you can contact me through the contact page on my blog, the slash contact and I will tell you how you can get your own voice heard and I cannot wait to hear from you and go John, because that was awesome. And we all support you. Um, okay. So moving on to our awesome interview for the day, <laughs> Pete Sven is an entrepreneur with two very popular blogs that you may already know him from. Actually, one of them is called thinkentrepreneurship.com and, um, the other one is diypete.com, as in do it yourself. And yes, these are very uh, both very different different niches but Pete is an entrepreneur expert and he's also incredibly talented at wood and metal and concrete DIY projects. So you should check out his blog over at DIYPete.com if you're interested in following him there. Um, and Think Entrepreneurship is a niche website for you know entrepreneurs. I actually reference it all the time. There are a lot of good resources on there. So if you're into online business or entrepreneurship, definitely check out um, ThinkEntrepreneurship.com. But okay. So the thing that I love about Pete is that He is a young entrepreneur who works for himself and he's just now starting to get his feet wet in the world of travel. Um, You know, he's, he's working hard to do what he loves and he's making money doing it and he's at a point now where he can start rewarding himself for all of his hard work. And obviously, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be a hard worker wanting to reward yourself. And so I am asking you, what are you working for? What is your reward that you're hoping to get out of all this? Are you working so that someday you can travel and see the world? Awesome. When does that start? (laughs) For Pete, it started this year, as you're going to hear, and it sounds like it's going to continue for him. I just love that he's still doing things he loves in his businesses, but he's also finding a reward in travel at a young age rather than putting it off until retirement. And that's kind of the thing that John also just referred to is, you know, acting now rather than waiting until later. So hopefully you can be inspired by Pete and what he's learned through travel. So here's Pete Sven. Hope you enjoy. All right. I'm so excited to welcome Pete Sven to my podcast, the Budget Mind and Traveler podcast. Welcome, Pete. How are you today?
1: I'm good, Jackie. Uh, Thanks so much for having me on your show.
2: Thank you for being here. I am really excited to have you on because you are a first-time traveler. And actually, I should correct that because You're technically now a second time traveler (laughs) since you just got back from your second trip. But I love talking to new travelers because because the transformation is so fresh. And I think that new travelers have a really good um, they're really good at being able to convey, you know, how travel changes them in such a short time because you remember what it was like before you traveled, etc. So. Um I know that you have recently taken your first two trips which is pretty amazing two trips within 6 months of each other 5 months of each other
1: Right right about 5 months
2: About 5 months yeah um ever overseas correct
1: mm, I had been overseas before but these were kind of my my the ones that I had done you know um within like um uh, just the last year. I hadn't done anything previously for five, six years. So, and they had all been with family. So these were kind of more on my own, you know, experiencing new things for myself.
2: Right. And that's a, that's a really good point to bring that up because I think there are a lot of people out there who have technically they've traveled before, um, but they weren't in charge of the itinerary or getting their tickets. You know, like they're not exactly sure how to go about doing things on their own if they've been, with family before um which is basically what your situation was. So what was your um actually let's start with this. What what was it that made you decide it's time to go abroad? Like what was the the decision?
1: You know, I hadn't been out of the country for like I said a number of years and I just needed a break. I wanted some I wanted some new perspectives. I wanted to get outside my comfort zone. To meet new people, try new things. And it was just, I knew in my heart that it was time. And so we just booked a trip and bought a ticket online. That was, I think the hardest part was just like, you know, a lot of people think about traveling and they, they think about it and think about it and don't <laughs> ever buy that ticket. Yeah. But once you buy that ticket, then then you're like locked in and you have to go and then <laughs> you just have to figure things out from there and everything's figureoutable. So right. um, I love that's kind of where I got started. <laughs>
2: Uh, are you going to hate me if I quote you on that? Everything's outable. <laughs> well,
1: I would love to uh, take that quote and uh, say it was my own, but I've heard it from somebody else. I'm not sure who it was. And uh, so I keep saying it because I think it's a good one.
2: It is a good one. And actually it. It actually um, translates really well to travel. I think I always, one of the, you know, one of my pieces of advice to new travelers, because I know that often people have a little bit of anxiety about going overseas or whatever it is, the logistics, everything. And one of the things I say is, you know, never underestimate your own resourcefulness. And basically that's saying everything's figure figureoutable. <laughs> like, go ahead. You can figure it out. Um, so back to your trip, who did you decide to go with? And where did you guys go?
1: Sure. So my first trip was to uh, Scotland and that I went with some family. So that was still a family trip. But it was with my older brother, my younger brother, my dad and my grandpa, who's 86 years old. And it was just kind of a guy's trip. It was a bonding deal. We did some golfing. We checked out some castles. And it was an absolute blast. And then my most recent trip was to Costa Rica, mm-hmm. and I just got back on Sunday from that, and uh, am still getting back to reality. But that one was just—I, you know—I went down there not knowing anybody. I met a group of kids from uh, a travel organization called Under Thirty Experiences for the first five days, which was a blast. And then I went off and did my own traveling for a few days afterwards, and. And like I said, just got back and uh, getting back to things. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was a fun experience.
2: Yeah, and that actually, um, some of the listeners who've been listening before will remember Matt Wilson from Under 30 CEO because he actually, um, I think you knew that, Pete, but I, he actually came on and uh, we talked about all about his tours. So that's actually super cool that you did one of his tours now that we've already learned about it on the podcast. Um, but so will you tell us a little bit about the, um, preparation for your first trip for Scotland. So I know you said um, getting the the plane ticket was kind of a big deal. I definitely I agree with that. I mean, when you have that ticket in your possession that's when it's it's all real it's like whoa we're really Mm -hmm. doing this like that ticket has my name on it and it's going to scotland on this day you know right which is and i think it's awesome it's like christmas i love hitting that purchase button a lot of people have anxiety around that oh i love it um (laughs) but what went into the planning of that scotland trip for you and in, in such a way that, um, like what were your anxieties around it and what, what did you find resourceful? Sure. Well, I guess I, I had so many questions
1: going into it just because I had never planned a trip myself and I had you on the line a lot of the times I remember <laughs> because <It's laughs> you're a great resource and I was listening to your podcast as well throughout the whole process and while I was on the trip. But you know, th- a couple things that come to mind were first, where am I going to stay? Am I going to stay in a in a hostel, um, a VRBO, an Airbnb, a hotel? What's going to be the best fit? Mm-hmm. And for the for the Scotland trip, we ended up, since it was a family, um, all, all the guys going, we decided to do the VRBO experience. And that worked out really well for us. And it ended up being cheaper in the long run than doing the hotel thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: we had great places and we were able to save a lot of money because we had... Full kitchens. So we would go to the grocery store, uh-huh. we would buy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, you know, not every meal did we eat there, but we did save a lot of money because we did that. And so that was like quite an experience just planning that. We were able to book everything online and it all came together really well when we were traveling. So I definitely recommend, you know, planning ahead as far as booking everything. And I guess a couple other things that maybe were things that I really had to think about were packing because I've always packed, even when I go to Minneapolis to visit my brother for a weekend, I bring like two or three giant bags. Like I'm not joking <laughs> and people make fun of me all the time. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. And
1: and so learning to pack light was something that was foreign to me. And as many times as experienced travelers have t- told me, that I need to, you know, pack just a couple pairs of pants, a couple pairs of, you know, <laughs> shirts and that kind of thing. Yeah. I just didn't even listen. <laughs> and I knew, <laughs> but I knew that for these bigger trips, I needed to listen to, you know, an experienced person who's done it before. So I was able to pack a lot lighter and I got a backpack, you know, like a, a, a nice um, backpacking backpack mm-hmm. and stuffed everything in and, and was able to go with... Uh, much less than I thought I could.
2: Awesome.
1: Yeah. And then just like learning about the safety in the country, you know, like, um, am I going to need to, uh, put my money in a little belt under my shirt to hide it? Like, where do I put Mm -hmm. my passport? Um, what should I do with my laptop if I don't want to take it out for the day? Like, are there safes in the rooms and that kind of thing? Um, So, and, and chargers, what do I need for chargers when I'm in these different countries? All sorts of things like I had to learn about and your podcast helped and just asking other people who've traveled Mm -hmm. was super resourceful.
2: Did you find that um, when you started to, you know, after you got your ticket or after you knew you were going to be taking this trip and just like what you were saying, you started asking people, um, asking friends for help. Did you find that people were coming out of the woodworks just with, oh, I've been there, you should do this or did did you find that at all?
1: I actually did. Um, yeah, I had friends who I had never thought, you know, had been to Scotland and all of a sudden they're saying, hey, you got to go check out this castle. It's like the most authentic one in Scotland or... Um, so yeah, I mean, I got all sorts of tips and advice that I wasn't even expecting that I would get from other people.
2: Yeah, that definitely happens. I mean, I think, Travel is something that people love to talk about, especially if they've participated in it, you know? And I guess as like a general rule, you'll find that if you plan a trip somewhere, you suddenly you know all these people who've been there or, you know, at least they know someone who can help you. And so using your network of friends is a really good, um, I guess, opportunity for finding out specifics about destinations. Um, you know, you can, you can learn, for example, um, a lot of stuff about, packing online and you can find out chargers and what to do with your passport and such. But um, a lot of stuff for specific destinations, you can rely on your network for that. And it's super cool just to have those connections and then be able to go back and talk about it again later. And um, actually, so on that note, what were your like highlights of that trip to Scotland?
1: My highlights were number one, just getting to bond with my family. I thought that mm-hmm. was really, really a neat experience. And to be able to go with my grandpa who is, you know, 86 years old. I
2: know. That's crazy. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's great that he can still travel and, and do all of that. So right. um, w- with that trip, we did some golfing. We checked out St. Andrews where golf was invented. Oh, nice. We went to some whiskey distilleries, my favorite being Glenlivet. Mm-hmm. And we checked out, you know, I like to do a lot of uh, woodworking. And we found this place that showed how they make barrels, whiskey barrels and wine barrels. So mm-hmm. we also did some hiking. We went to this island called Isle of Skye. Yes. We went to the lake where the Loch Ness Monster apparently lives. Did you see
2: uh, Nessie? <laughs> no. <laughs> she,
1: um, I don't know. She wasn't there for some reason. So <laughs> Dang. We, yeah, we missed her. And, you know, we went to a lot of castles. Um, like where Monty Python, the quest for the Holy Grail was filmed yeah. that was pretty neat and so, so those were some of my highlights i mean lots lots to tell about for sure, but the, those were yeah. the top top parts
2: and your trips they t- to me they seem like they were pretty different because here you're traveling with um you know guys trip probably a little bit more luxury involved especially with an 86-year-old grandfather Com- in comparison with this more recent trip that you just took to Costa Rica what was that one like
1: uh the Costa Rica trip was just I loved the experience because number one, it was just me going down. I didn't know anybody. So I was going to go out of my comfort zone a -hmm. lot more than I did at all in Scotland. Uh, Costa Rica is also Spanish speaking language compared to Scotland where they speak English. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there were a lot more unknowns going into the trip and just things to think about, but things that I could learn from and get more perspective on so that, you know, I can kind of, um, change the way I think about different cultures and, uh, people all over the world. So that really was, was a fun learning experience. And there were so many neat things to do there mm-hmm. that were like kind of in the adventure field. So I learned how to zip line. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned how to surf, which was an experience. And, <laughs> it's
2: hard, uh, isn't it?
1: It's really it's hard. So
2: I have so much respect for surfers. After I tried surfing the first time, whoa! It's oh, really an hour tiring. and a half,
1: and I was I was just uh, done for the day.
2: And the next day, you're like so sore still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So tried that. You know, we went we went snorkeling for the first time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and saw and then we saw just all sorts of animals. Like we saw monkeys, sloths. Uh, really colorful birds, crocodiles, things that I've never seen yeah. in my life, and so just all these new experiences were so were so fun. We also drank rum out of fresh coconuts,
2: mm. <laughs>
1: and uh, yeah, just just an overall fun experience.
2: That sounds so amazing right now as I'm looking out my window and there's just snow everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I know you are going to be headed down to Costa Rica pretty soon. I know.
2: I know. I'll be there in two weeks. So I guess I shouldn't complain.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hold your horses.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. But it's just, you know, it doesn't take much to get me. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned something that definitely piqued my interest. And I think that this is part of um, really traveling abroad for the first time. And I love that you were able to experience this in Costa Rica. But when you said um, that bit about you know, cultural learning, the cultural part of the experience and what you were able to learn. I would love to hear about that. You know, like what were the things that you learned for the first time? Like, what did you notice? Did you learn anything about our culture? You know, like what did you, what did you learn there? What were the takeaways?
1: Yeah. Some of the big things I, I learned, you know, when I went down, I was, I was dealing with uh, one of my one of my issues that I kind of was thinking about, a lot about is how am I going to leave for ten days, and how is my work going to survive? You know, yes. how is how are things going to work out? And I left for ten days, and the world works fine without us. <laughs> <You
2: know? laughs> I like, love that. Yep. Yep.
1: And so it's yeah, yeah. You, you got to get your stuff done, but like. I went down there, I had somebody helping out with emails while I was gone in case anything super important happened that we had to get back to, which nothing really did. And when I was down there, everybody is just so relaxed. And the saying there, which I I learned from you before I went, is Pura Vida.
2: Pura Vida, yeah. Yeah.
1: And it just means, you know, life is good. Mm -hmm. Have a good life. It's... they. They make it part of it's an intro. I mean, it's kind of like a hello, it's a goodbye. They say it all the time. Mm-hmm. And people are just relaxed, friendly, outgoing, willing to help you with everything. And for instance, we took a boat a speed boat ride from this town called Hako mm-hmm. over to a little peninsula, Montezuma. <laughs> yep. And the people on the boat were just um, you know, they didn't they don't have like all of these fast-paced things like we do uh, they don't they're just a lot like eat, more easy going I'd say mm-hmm. and life is about family friends and just enjoying and it's not all about work mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes I think we get too wrapped up in that and and uh, so just kind of learning how they deal with everyday things and the important parts of their lives like family and friends was something I took away from it
2: that's awesome because that is a huge thing. And like, I mean, you were just saying it yourself. How is my work going to survive while I'm on vacation? Like th- these are the things that we think about. You know, our minds are always racing. And um, it's great that you had the that person in place to help you with your emails or whatever it was, because that is way better for your peace of mind. You know, it allows you to actually be on vacation. Um, so it's a really good prep step right there is to at least consider how your work will survive without you and put mm-hmm. some plans in place so that you can let it survive without you so that you can actually enjoy being on the vacation like you're meant to be. Right. Did anything really surprise you about traveling? Hmm. Surprised like, me, did you find question. it easier? Did you find that you had to... Be you know, <laughs> make a lot of decisions. Was was there anything that um, you weren't expecting, or on the other hand, like was it you know just beyond your expectations? Fun. Like what what did you think about that?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought the trip was a blast. I mean, I didn't it just just having all these opportunities for new experiences. Like like I said, the ziplining, the surfing, meeting all these different people. Those just took the trip to the next level. But, you know, as far as like um, th- things I really kind of learned and maybe were challenges but not as hard as I thought were like mm-hmm. the traveling around. I didn't, you know, there's there's so many people, the locals who love to give you advice. For instance, I was originally <laughs> thinking about taking a, a different boat ride, right, to... Um, to over to the peninsula, mm-hmm. and one local person said, "That's a gr- you know that's a great way to get there, and it's going to take a lot more. It's going to take a little bit more time. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's cheap, but you might think about doing this boat ride. That's forty dollars, and that takes an hour. You know, that way you're going to have a whole nother day um, of just hanging out in this new village instead of traveling. And so, learning from all the locals was was something I didn't expect to have the opportunity to do as much." Mm-hmm. And also, I think we, at least um, from the U.S., are very, very spoiled because so many other countries do speak English very well in addition to their own language. And it's, uh, you know, I wish I could speak a second language. And um, (laughs) I'm just, we're just, we're just so lucky to have other people speaking our language. And, uh, um, you know, so... It's 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 a less of a language barrier than I thought it would be.
2: That's and that's helpful. Do you speak any Spanish? Un
1: poco, that's what I tell everybody.
2: <laughs> is that true?
1: That is true. Okay. I did, I did pick up a little book at the Minneapolis airport on my way down for some phrases. Oh, cool. And those helped a little bit, you know. But um when you don't when you take a class in high school and you don't immerse yourself in the culture, it's just hard to it's it's use, use it or lose it, you know.
2: Right. Exactly. You're right. Which is why you should study abroad. (laughs) Plug. (laughs) No, I mean, I, I get that, but I am a huge believer in study abroad and really like the longer you spend in a place, um, this is why I was saying, I'm glad you got to experience this in such a short time because really the longer that you can spend in a place, the more you're gonna grow personally, the more you're gonna learn about this culture and that culture. I mean, obviously, but you know, the longer you give yourself, that's it's, it's gonna enrich the experience like exponentially. Um, but at the same time, anything is better than nothing. And now you've taken your second trip, which is super awesome. <laughs> Do you have uh, your next trip planned yet?
1: You know, I am in the works. Um, I've thought about that a lot. And I do have some domestic trips, but no Mm -hmm. international ones on or, you know, I haven't bought any plane tickets, but I'm thinking that it's probably going to be over to Europe somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Switzerland is at the top of the list.
2: You know, that's so high on my list, too. I cannot wait to go to, I have not been to Switzerland actually. And I would love to do like a hiking chalet trek through the Swiss Alps. Gosh, that sounds like perfect to me.
1: (laughs) I think it, I think it'd be beautiful. I actually met somebody from Switzerland Mm -hmm. and we talked a lot about it and she kind of told me the ins and outs of where I need to go and the best times of the year. (laughs) And so, you know, definitely either a summer or winter trip, but I'm kind of gearing more toward the winter side of things because I love to ski Mm. And they have some great ski places.
2: Mm-hmm. So thinking about like maybe your next trip or um, ma- planning trips in the future, do you at least feel more confident now in, in planning a trip?
1: Uh, very much so, for sure. And, you know, something I guess I learned a lot about my trip to Costa Rica is that I enjoy traveling you know, with groups, Mm -hmm. but I also really, really enjoy traveling on my own, um, because it allows you to the opportunity to just, like I said, go more outside your comfort zone, but you have to talk to other people. You don't have like your friends right by you all the time um, to to rely on. So I just, I learned that I like, I like both things. And I think I'm going to go on another trip with a group of people as well. Um, but I think if I went to Switzerland, it'd be on my own.
2: That's awesome. So, did you know that you would like traveling solo before this before this last trip?
1: No, I had no idea. I was kind of scared about it. Uh-huh. You know, I wanted to make sure I, my da- actually my dad and mom were kind of, you know, saying, "Well, you know, you need to go with a group or mm-hmm. find somebody at least to travel with." And and that was one of the reasons I did do the um under 30 experiences where I got to, you know, go meet an instant group of 16 other awesome people from around the United States mm-hmm. and that really helped me just feel comfortable in that region in that country and um, to kind of learn how to talk to the people and right. and um, everything everything that goes with traveling. so after that I kind of felt like I had my bearings down mm-hmm. and then I went went off and just you know took my backpack and experienced things on my own.
2: Right. You kind of did it in an accelerated way. I mean, like when, when I started traveling, I studied abroad with a program for a year and obviously we took little trips within there and then I did it again. And then I started going on my own and you did it in like 10 days. You had like a group trip, which was great. Kind of get you there, use it as a springboard to then go on your own and feel confident enough to actually make that happen on your own. Did you have um did you have plans for that solo part of the trip nailed down as in accommodations etc before um before you did that like before you left for that trip? Uh,
1: you know, I didn't I didn't at all, Jackie. I kind of had some ideas and mm-hmm. your itinerary that you have on your website of your trip to Costa Rica mm-hmm. was definitely very 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 helpful and oh, good. helped me in determining what region that I wanted to travel to, and that was to the Nicoya Peninsula area. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> my favorite. I loved it. Yeah.
2: Good.
1: But once the trip was done with the with the group, like I said, which was a blast, I had met one person from, you know, from the under thirty experiences that was staying a little bit longer, and so we did travel a little bit together mm-hmm. and kind of stayed at places during the night, you know, split bills, that kind of thing. And then we'd go do our own thing during the day. Um, but yeah. we'd be able to come back and tell about each other's experiences. And so that was really neat. But we just used a, a website called Expedia to, mm-hmm. to book our accommodations. And then we'd ask the owners of the, the, the villas or the hotels to... <laughs> Um, tell us some recommendations on where, where to go eat for the, for the evening or what to go see or where to take surfing lessons and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I, I want to get back to that in just a second, but first I'm going to, I want to call you on something, not really call you on something, but when you were talking about Scotland, um, You recommended that people plan ahead um, for booking places to stay, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously that's going to be a um, kind of a personal preference. A lot of people, I'm the same way in a sense. I always want to know where I'm staying on the first night when I get somewhere. Like, I don't want to have to figure that out after a long day of travel, et cetera. But then as the trip unfolds, you kind of just do it as you go. And it looks like this kind of became your um, tactic, I guess, for the Costa Rica trip because you didn't—you had an idea, but you didn't actually have the stuff booked, and so both of those worked for you, right?
1: Right, and I, I guess it's kind of two different trips, like we were talking about. Very you know, different. It yeah. was—it was with uh, a a bigger group, and so when, I think when you have the bigger group of say five people, like we had, and uh, my eighty-six year old grandpa, we wanted to make sure everything was in place and some people like to plan ahead. They don't like to be as spontaneous and -hmm. and they like to make sure everything is spick and span to the T when, before they do it. And, and that's kind of how our group was for that. But for the Costa Rica trip, I'm a very, very spontaneous person. Um, I can plan it last minute. And if it doesn't work out, it's, it's, one person that you know is going to be angry and that's myself right and I don't really get too angry so yeah (laughs) Um,
2: you're in Costa Rica (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Pira Vida so I just um you know I, I figured I'm just gonna wing it and see what happens and everything everything seemed to work just fine
2: that's awesome and the other what you also brought up was asking recommendations from the locals I'm so glad you brought that up because that is so important and especially if you don't have to deal with the language barrier. Um, you know, if you guys can find some common ground with English or whatever it is, definitely ask the people around you. Um, you know, they're the ones who live there and they can give you the best recommendations. And um, I think people forget about that a lot. They'll like jump on TripAdvisor or whatever, you know, and then you're on your phone looking at something in, in Costa Rica on the beach, you know, and there's all these people around who, like you said, they're so hospitable and accommodating and they want to help you. And so I think that that's a great point asking oh, yeah. um, asking local people for where to go. Did you have some awesome meals?
1: We did. We had some. You know, there's a lot of rice and beans in Costa Rica. I
2: know. Gallo Pinto. Yes. <laughs> did you like but- it? <laughs> I did, I did.
1: Yeah. Um, When there was some fish added to it, that was all, always a bonus. Cool. Yeah. And you know, we had some really good pizza, just mm-hmm. just, just all sorts of different foods. And like y- you've mentioned this in other podcast episodes, but asking the locals also gets you off the beaten path a little ways. Mm-hmm. And so you know, so many of these places are right along the main drag or what everybody goes to, what, what's super busy and. You know, maybe it's not as authentic as some of the other ones that are a little bit off the beaten path. There's more culture and it's more of the local people's dining in those places. And so I think that's important to, like you said, ask the locals, but to go some places that they don't talk about in the guidebooks.
2: Yeah, no, this is a really good point. And they're going to be cheaper, too. I mean... You, which is just a bonus on top of that. It's going to be better food quality. You know, if you look in a restaurant and you see only tourists, what does that mean? <laughs> you should mm-hmm. skip it. <laughs> if mm-hmm. you look in a restaurant and it's all in a in a restaurant and it's all locals, you're in the right place because obviously it's they can afford to be there. You know, they are eating there rather than at home, and so that's always a good thing to look for. Mm-hmm. Did you get to try the natural juices at all? Did you did you go there? The Hugos. There are Uh, so many fruit juices in. Oh yeah, we have a ton of fruit juices. Yep. Did you try like all the flavors?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Quite a few. Quite a few.
2: What was your favorite?
1: Um, you'd have to name a couple because I I can't remember them all.
2: Pina, maracuya,
1: Uh, tamarindo.
2: (laughs) Pina is my favorite. (laughs) What?
1: I know I've had the pina before.
2: Yeah, pina. That's pineapple. Is my favorite. Oh, I look forward to those. They just like blend them up in water with like a scoop of um, sugar and mm-hmm. it's like heaven in a cup.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'd have so that good. for breakfast and you know, there was yeah. no shortage of pina coladas either.
2: Oh, I bet. You're with a bunch of other under 30s somethings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: So it's awesome. So I guess overall... How do you, what do you think about travel now that you've gotten your feet wet and you feel confident to take another trip? What do you think about it? What did it do for you?
1: Well, let's first say that I'm, I can't wait to go on my next one. So I definitely, you know, I I am enjoying it, but it's doing a lot for me. I think it's teaching me about who I am. It's getting me to, um, just kind of go outside of my normal bubble and to experience new things, to be able to um, broaden my horizon, to to meet new people, and um, so I think it's just kind of changing my perspective on like the important things in life and uh, mm-hmm. what we all really need to be focusing on, um, because it's not all about work and and money and and, and that kind of thing. It's it's more about uh, relationships.
2: Yeah. That's such a great thing to take away from travel. I feel like it just kind of travel as a whole just kind of elevates the adventure of life, mm-hmm. you know, and and it when you've inserted it into an equation where it wasn't there before, it's just like you can, it's so exciting, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and Go ahead.
1: One other thing too, you know, when I went on this Costa Rica trip and met the 16 other people down there, mm-hmm. it was amazing how we immediately all clicked and meshed together, um, and just became friends because we all had that similar mindset. We were all there to have new experiences, to have fun and, and to just, um, enjoy. So, um, it's amazing. Travelers are all there to help each other and just to have new experiences together.
2: Yeah. And you know, that's a good point. You, you touched on something that's very very prevalent in the travel world is that those people that you come across you ought to, you already have something in common with them everybody has a story to share you know and here you are in costa rica and it's you know it's exciting to find out why people are there where they're going how long they're traveling where they come from why are they traveling you know like you can talk to travelers for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're you're all there on a on a similar mission of some sort, and that's to remove yourself from A, your comfort zone, B, your job, you know, all these things and and enjoy life a little, enjoy the rewards of life, I guess. And that's um something I wanted to actually bring up with you is because um in, in two ways. One, you chose to go to Costa Rica with under 30 um, experiences and they kind of target entrepreneurs, right? Kind of young professionals, I guess. Is that right? You
1: know, it, um, that's kind of what I thought originally more so because they also own a company called under 30 CEO. Right. But, um, you know, they're actually open to, I mean, any and all. So it's not just entrepreneurs. There were definitely a few entrepreneurs on the trip. There Mm were some, some, um, but there were also marketers. There were a couple bartenders. There were oh, people yeah. people in all industries. So okay. it's for anybody under thirty who has that uh, spark to go travel.
2: And I don't even think they're really capping it at thirty these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm 29. I'm almost uh, gonna burst the bubble here at 30. I so I don't um, think
2: they'll, you know, I think you can still go next year.
1: <laughs> I think I can. And you know, they actually they, there was um, uh, there were a few people for sure over 30, and um, everybody's welcome.
2: Yeah. You know, and my point with that was you chose a good group. I mean, because there are so many options for groups to travel with, you know, whether you want to call them tours or not, but there are so many options and you kind of chose a niche and that niche you fit really well into And so, you know, if they're like, for example, this is a funny example, but my grandmother who is 82, um, she travels every year and she goes on garden tours because she loves flowers and gardening, you know, and that's what makes it. I know it's amazing. (laughs) And she's a photographer. And so you've never seen so many pictures of flowers. But, um, you know, the point is she picks those tours that are going to speak to her, you know, and you chose a really good um, group to go with because those people are going to be more on your level. And there are endless groups like this. And so, you know, for, for the listeners, if you're looking for a group to go with, look at what you like to do and see what kind of groups are created around that to take you overseas. Because that will just, um, I use this phrase already, but just elevate the experience for you. You know, um, I think if, if you're there with like-minded people, because like you said, Pete, that really uh, made a difference in your trip, right?
1: Right, right. Yep. It was it was nice. Like I said, we all clicked and,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: we're just able to enjoy each other's companies. Nobody ever got in a fight and mm-hmm. people just um, got along, had That's fun.
2: Really awesome. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about that the fact that you are an entrepreneur and this is just super cool because you, um, I mean, I know you personally and I know that you've worked really hard to get to where you are. And I feel like a lot of people would say that about their current, you know, stage in life or their career or whatever. And I love that now you've gotten to a point where you're saying, you know what, I'm going to travel. I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to start using a little bit of this money that I'm making and set it aside for travel. You know, like, um, I love that you came to a point where that is your priority because you have to get to that point. Cause there are a lot of things that come in place when you're building a career and building a business, you know, and, um, So the fact that you are now at a point where you're saying, hey, I'm going to reward myself, it's so amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's so cool and you talk about priorities um, in some of your podcasts and just, I mean, obviously it's an important thing to prioritize everything in your life and to focus and I think that travel should be a priority in more people's lives because it just allows you to get out there to learn and to, to really um, teach yourself about life. So yes. um, definitely a priority. And I mean, it's not like, I mean, I could, I could have been traveling the last 10 years, just, um, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely have to save up and, and figure it out and be a little bit more budget-minded budget, budget minded and stuff. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, things are, things are cool and uh, I'm, I'm able to travel more and it's, it's definitely a, a bigger priority.
2: That's so awesome. So do you have any advice for new travelers, people who have not taken their first trip yet who are considering it?
1: Sure. I would say just do it. And, um, you know, go online, find a go, on a, go on a website, find some tickets, you know, decide where you want to go and just book that ticket and then figure it out.
2: I love it. And then figure it out. It, everything's figureoutable.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: Awesome. Thank you for that. So we know that you are a blogger. So where, um, where might we be able to find some awesome travel stories that you're blogging about?
1: Sure. You can uh, head over to my website if you're interested in learning more about things to do in either Scotland or Costa Rica. My website is DIY, which stands for do it yourself. So DIYpete.com and then slash Costa Rica or slash Scotland. And you can learn more about some of those trips I took and places I'd recommend checking out.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So yeah, like I said at the beginning, you guys, this is DIY Pete. So you guys can check out his DIY website where he did post about his travels. So um, if you want to find out more there, head on over there. Well, thank you so much, Pete. Um, I've been. I'm. I'm really excited to have you for for this special 30th episode. We know why it's special that it's the 30th.
1: <laughs> well, uh, Jackie, I'm honored to be on, and <laughs> you uh, certainly have inspired me to get out and travel. And your podcast and your blog have been very, very, very helpful for me, and I uh, and I know so many other people. It's it's definitely inspiring and making a difference. So you keep up the good work.
2: Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I can't wait to have you back to talk about your next trip. So we'll have to look forward to that in the future.
1: Sounds good. I would love to come on again.
2: Okay. Thanks a lot, Pete.
1: You bet. Cheers. Pura Vida.
2: Pura Vida. Yes, I loved that. I love to hear how much travel affects those who have never done it before and how much it just changes them and just makes them want to travel more I actually just had one of my friends was recently on her first trip overseas to Greece with her husband and she texted me and said I am in love with everything here I just want to travel and that is exactly how it happens I responded to her I said welcome to wanderlust you know because it does it it grabs hold of you and it just it just creates a cycle that just keeps going you know and you're planning your next trip before you know it so Again, I will be putting the links that we mentioned um, in this in this interview on the show notes page for you all at the slash 30. So you can find the links to Pete's blogs and travel stories there as well. And I have a bit of news for you that I am so happy to announce. It's like the best birthday present ever. And if you haven't been following me on Facebook or Instagram or on my blog, then you probably haven't heard this yet. And for the record, it has nothing to do with my birthday, but I am now freelance writing for Yahoo Travel. I feel so blessed to even be able to say that because being a travel writer is pretty much a dream come true for me. Um, But I wanted to let you know that it only means good things for the budget-minded traveler because it means I'll get to travel more and come up with even more great content for you guys. So the BMT blog and podcast will absolutely continue. So don't doubt that for one second and be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. So you can keep up, um, keep up with my travels and continue to be inspired and also keep fighting and going after your dreams because no one else is going to do it for you and ask yourself what's the best that could happen and just see where that takes you. And I did mention at the beginning that I have something prepared for you. And it's sort of a combination of celebrating turning 30 and also looking back at the traveling I've done in the last 12 years, which at this point includes 40 countries and also attempting to inspire you once again to act sooner than later to get your travel on. So it's a video slideshow and you can find the link to it on the show notes page or go straight to the budgetmindedtraveler.com slash 30 slideshow and it'll be there. As always, I hope all of this inspires you to book a ticket and pack a bag and go see what the world is holding for you because I bet it's amazing and you won't regret it. So thanks for tuning in and celebrating 30 with me. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you soon for the next Ask Jackie session. Gracias por la vida. Ciao. Thanks, guys.